everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It Tuesday. I'm your host, Malin. And this is Jamie. And do we have an article for you today? Um, <laughs> Jamie was kind enough to uh, send this over my way a few days ago, and we've been enjoying it ever since. Um, a lot of a lot of things to unpack in this article. So um, without prolonging any longer, Jamie, do you want to go ahead and walk us through the article? I do. This article comes from the New York Post. It was posted four days ago. And the headline reads, it was under COVID. Um, and just a disclaimer, after I had COVID, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure my phone did hear me say COVID, COVID, COVID 15 times. And now it's sending me all kinds of stuff about COVID because this isn't the only article that I've gotten. But I found this one really fascinating. So I shared it with you. Uh, The headline reads, Canadian woman battling long COVID applies for assisted suicide, saying it's not a good life. So again, this was four days ago. The woman lives in uh, Toronto. Um, Tracy Thompson, age 55, has applied for the country's legal euthanasia program after it became clear that her life um, with the incurable disease would not improve. First of all, didn't even know that that was even something available for Canadians, to be honest. I... There's so many... Yes, there's so many things in this article that were just like, what? What? Um, I've, I've learned a lot, my friends. So, um, <laughs> one of the things that she stated is in going through the article is that she, she really doesn't do, she's not able to do anything. She's in bed a lot. Um, she goes out and walks around the block twice a week. She's not able to work. She was a chef. Um, she spent her entire life savings on treatments and trying to, um, just continue living cause she's not been able to work. And, um, basically the article said that she's, she spent about 22 hours a day in bed every day, um, since COVID in 2020, it, the article goes on to kind of talk about, um, like the, the financial situation she's in, um, she's pretty lonely. She had to get rid of her dog because she couldn't care for her dog as she's barely able to care for herself. Her diet consists of like liquid meal plans because she's gotten, um, since she had COVID, she's, she's been diagnosed with all kinds of allergies to everything. She's just allergic to a lot of things. Um, and, even goes on to say that sometimes mustering the energy just to go to the bathroom is the biggest part of her day. Um, It does sound like she has a pretty rough case of long COVID. Uh, She used to read, she can't really watch TV. The the brain fog has kind of gotten to her. um, So she's not, she just doesn't feel like she can even process that information. Um, And so there's just not, uh, just, not a lot of of joy um, or activity in her life. Although she does go on to say that she's very happy to be alive. I still enjoy life. Birds chirping, small things like that make uh, make up a day are still pleasant to me, and they're still enjoyable. I also enjoy my friends, but just not enough to not want to end your life. I guess <laughs> that's that's where I was kind of like, okay, I was I was feeling for her. I was going through the article. I mean, I, I have some things to unpack here at the beginning, but. Um, I got all the way to the very bottom in that last statement that you made that she was like, but I still want to live. I'm like, then why sign up for something to end your life? Yeah. That, that's that I didn't get. Yeah. It, it Well, and I'm not going to lie. This article unpacked a lot of questions for me about, um, about Canada's, um, rules and laws around, um, medically assisted dying. I guess in my worldview, it's always been, 
you know, just based on what we have here in the United States, that it's terminal illness. And so the headline grabbed me just because of the long COVID, you know, that's not necessarily considered terminal, I don't believe. It's terrible. The effects of, you know, the, the effects of long COVID are awful. Um, and, and I know that it is affecting, it's effect, it has affected a lot of people, but I guess I have never, I've never seen anywhere that that's, um, that it's terminal. So, um, so, that was one of the things I wanted to touch on is, and again, long COVID, I was fortunate enough to get COVID and a couple weeks later I was over it and I was done. Um, My wife had COVID. She lost her taste and smell for almost a year. And then it finally came back and it's still even today, not a hundred percent of like it used to be. And I would consider that a form of long COVID. And so when I was reading this article too, I was like, man, this lady has had COVID and then she's lost her ability to live her life. She can't eat. She has no energy. I mean, she can't even listen to music because the brain fog is so severe that she can't process the music that she's trying to listen to. She's in bed 22 hours a day. Like to me, this doesn't, I've never heard a case like this for long COVID. I've never heard people to be this severe or have so many other illnesses that come on from COVID. So I was surprised by this when I was reading. I was like, so, I mean, the, one of the questions not to call, not to call Tracy Thompson into question here was, has this been verified that because of COVID, all of these other things are coming up? Cause it almost sounds like she got COVID and all these other issues started popping up. I wouldn't necessarily go to that was because of COVID, but the article makes it seem like it it is, but I have never heard this severity before in anybody in any case. Yeah. Long, I, I, I have read several articles, not just, not just recently because of my, my recent bout with COVID, but um, I have read several articles about long COVID and, and the long haulers, I think is what they're calling it. And, there, I mean, I think it's a varying degree for every person, but there have been some pretty uh, severe documented cases of of long term effects after COVID, the fatigue and and um, you know really inability to to function as they had before. So I don't think that Tracy is alone. I'm I'm positive there is um, there is a subset of people that have had COVID that have really suffered since then. Um, thankfully, I don't think that that's the majority. I think the majority of us kind of get through it and and uh, treat it like a like a bad flu and and move on. But there there is a small subset of people that are experiencing some really hefty long term long term side effects, I guess, of the, of the disease. Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting because when I read this, I was, you know, she, she mentioned she couldn't get out of bed for, you know, 22 hours of the day. Is that because she has no energy? And this is me wondering, cause I don't, the article doesn't say it, but it makes me think, is that because she has no energy? Is that because her muscles won't work? Like has paralysis as kind of set in a little bit? It just makes me think from, you know, before COVID, she had a totally normal life. She was, you know, had a, a career as a professional chef. So she was able to move. She was able-bodied then. And then to read this, to to say you're in bed 22 hours. I mean, that's a long time. Even I'm trying to think, even when I have severe cases of flu or even had COVID, I don't think I could say I stayed in bed for 22 hours at a time even then. So that's pretty severe to be able to 
to to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's really major. Well, and that's um, yeah, that that's not just over the course of a weekend. That's been for a long time now. Well, three years because this was just it was just released. The article was released four days ago. So I mean, 2020. If she got COVID in 2020, that's pretty. Of course, those initial I mean, those initial strains were completely unknown too. I mean, we hadn't experienced those things yet, and that that might be part of it. But my goodness, I do know this last round that I had with COVID. I wasn't in bed 22 hours a day, but I was probably in bed 18 hours a day easily. It was just, it really just wiped me out too. Um, Thankfully I'm bouncing back, but my goodness, 22 hours a day of no energy and just, yeah, that would be pretty rough. Well, and you know, again, we, we suffered from brain fog too, where our concentration was a little bit lacking, not to this extent. I mean, I so loved listening to my podcast and stuff. So I, I mean, I'm like, so I'm trying to relate here. Um, the one thing I will say, and I'm just going to call the elephant in the room, because I think for me, and I'm going to speak for me only, when you hear cases like this, because my case wasn't that severe, was never to this point. And like I stated earlier, I haven't heard of these types of cases before, like to to this severity. There's always this air of, is this person faking? Is this person just seeking attention or not wanting to work anymore? Whatever whatever those examples are. But I will say what I really liked about this article is when I read it, it doesn't have that ring of this is someone who's trying to, and I'm using air quotes, scam the system or trying to get out of not working because she, she hits on a lot of things that she loved doing that she wants to go back and do. And she kind of mentions the whole financial aspect of it. And so... There's a level of concern there. There's a thing of, hey, I want to get back to my lifestyle and I can't. And this whole article, I, I know we've kind of focused a lot on the COVID part of it, but I just wanted to I just wanted to state that because I'm sure people that are listening to us um, may think, well, this person's obviously either milking it, making it up, whatever. I would encourage you to read the article because as the article is written, I don't get that sense from this. I feel like this is a person who's legitimately suffering through something. And can I sit here and say it's 100% related to COVID? No, but I'm not the medical professionals. And I do find it a little bit weird that COVID could do all of these things in one individual. But to me, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because this person's suffering. Like whatever she has, COVID-related or not, and let's just assume that it is COVID-related, it has completely wrecked her entire life and she's not able to do anything. Um, her finances are drained. So like, I think she said what she's living on pennies a day is what it said. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's kind of a, I, I, I guess I appreciate you pointing out that, um, <laughs> pointing out that it doesn't seem like she's faking it. I guess I don't, I don't assume that ever, but you know, it's, uh, um, I guess what's sad is that, you know, I, I don't know, is she on disability? Like, is she able to access disability services with, because of the long COVID? Is that something that Canada recognizes as a debilitating thing? You know, is she getting support? Is she getting some financial assistance because of that? That's uh pennies a day. She could be getting assistance, I guess. I don't, I, uh, I've learned so much about Canada. <laughs> yeah, me too. And the the one that I just want to dive right in, and I know we can't because we don't have enough time, is their whole um, medical assisted in, in dying, I guess, procedure or policy that they have, which is what um, Tere- or Tracy Thompson has asked for. So I, I didn't know that Canada even had this 
this program in place. And to learn that somebody has applied for that, I mean, it's it's so severe and it's gotten so bad for her that she still enjoys things about her life, even in the current condition. But financially, she's like, I can't I can't continue. So I want to try to take advantage of my country's um, assistant death program. And I think that's, that's where my mouth hit the the floor. I was like, holy smokes. First of all, didn't even know Canada had it. Second of all, why would somebody want to do that from COVID? I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. It, It boggles my mind. Well, and it opens up so many questions for me as far as, you know, what is that? And, um, you know, again, looking at it from a lens here in America, where my understanding of, you know, uh, doctor assisted death is considered like for terminal patients. Um, I have a lot more questions that I want to ask about that, that topic. And, um, so it makes me want to dig in and learn more. Me too. So, you know what we should do, Jamie, cause we don't have enough time here. Why don't we, why don't we take a couple days and let's dive in and do some research and why don't we have an in-depth conversation about this in our normal Thursday episode on Roundtable Mindset? So are you saying to be continued? We'll, we'll dive deep dive into this process in Canada. It's called MAID. I do know that much. MAID, Medical Assistance in Death, right? MAID? Yeah, something like that. It's, it's really weird. And, and yeah, I mean, when I read this article, the whole living with what she's going through and, you know, she's attributing it to COVID again, we've touched on that. I mean, her quality of life is so poor now to what it used to be, but I have a hard time for myself personally to cross that threshold to say, okay, now I'm ready to just to go ahead and end everything. And the clincher for me is that last paragraph in her, in the, in the article, which says, no, I still enjoy like the birds chirping. I think it said, or I, I, I kind of take this as the simple things in life she still enjoys. And so when you can find joy in those types of things, I wouldn't be ready to sign myself up for, for, to, you know, to, to let it all end, but it opened the door because I didn't even know that existed. And I want to know more about what does Canada offer is does other countries offer it? I know. What is it way back in the, is it the nineties? Dr. Kravorkian, was mm-hmm. that the big story that was around here? And I know that was Dr. a real Death. big discussion. Around, yeah. And so, you know, I haven't, I haven't thought about that topic for a while. Um, I think our one Halloween episode where your author friend, Mary. Yep. Mary Beck. She has a, Mary Beck, she has a story or she's an author and she's writing a story that touches on assisted suicide. And or assisted death. And to me, I was like, Oh, I haven't, other than that time, I haven't thought about it forever. And then this article brings it right to the center. And it's like, but what does that mean? Cause I can't imagine that you can just sign yourself up for this program and get accepted. Like, I want to know what are the re- requirements? What is the prerequisites to your point? Does it have to be a terminal disease in order for you to even be considered? Because I would say that this individual doesn't even fall underneath that. So it just makes my mind start wanting to dive in and go, I want to know more about this because I can't understand in this article how somebody jumps from even all of the horrible things that she's mentioned to I'm ready to end it, sign me up. Well, and I think the other interesting thing for me is, is how like it's not really a hot topic in like here right now. Sorry, you can hear Cooper in the background. He wants to join the conversation too, apparently. Um, but it's not really he has lots to say. <laughs> he has lots to say. Apparently. Um, but it's not really a hot topic here, but 
it, it it is a hot topic in Canada right now because they've really got some some changes. That's the one thing I did in my in my little bit of wraparound reading and research for this article. Um, it is a hot topic in Canada right now because their laws and stuff are changing. So um, I think that'll be a great topic to dive into. I think we should do that. So stay tuned. Yeah, so our first crossover event, so we'll go ahead and, um, you know, I'm looking at the time and our, you know, 15, 20 minutes is kind of wrapping to an end anyway. So without us continuing to speculate, Jamie, let's go ahead and we'll we'll close out um, our Talk About It Tuesday. Um, again, as usual, we'll put the uh, the link to the article that we're reading in their show notes so you can read it and kind of follow along and, and, and see what we're talking about and come up with your own conclusions. And then let's do it. So our Thursday episode of Roundtable Mindset will take this topic of assisted suicide. And I think you called it made me- medical assistance in dying, I think is what they call it. Yep. Um, and we'll do a deep dive and we'll go through a lot more um, content. So sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And I hope you join us again on Thursday so we can, we can deep dive this topic and uh, so many others. Cause that's what we do. Right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Have a great day and we'll see you next week on another episode of Talk About It Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.